Many of us are used to going to work, which is someplace else, and home, which is, you know, again, separate so we can make our home our home. I, I don't know about you, but me, I don't want that work stress in my bedroom. And I don't want that work stress in, in rooms that are my home rooms. Hi, I'm Jane Mudgett. I'm a coach, I'm an author, and I'm a presenter. And I'm really delighted to be here on today's mental health download. Today we have a new subject that we're talking about design and mental health. Doesn't sound like it fits, but it will make sense in a few minutes. Our guest today is Weldon Bowman. Weldon, glad you're here. Oh, thank you for having me. My name is Weldon Bowman. I own an architecture firm and interior design firm, Doug Design, here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we do a lot of residential design, new builds and remodels, as well as commercial work. So I'm excited to be here, Jane. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great. And one reason that Weldon is here with us is he's got a great reputation in town and does super work. So we love that. The reality is we're talking today a little bit about mental health, and eventually we'll get to the design and architectural part of that. But we're seeing an increase of mental health needs. Part of that's with COVID patients. About 20% of COVID patients are having symptoms of depression, dementia-like symptoms, anxiety, cognitive and mental health impairment. So we're seeing other kinds of mental health increases, and that's in just us, folks like us and our neighbors and our family. There's an increase also of depression and anxiety. If we add to that, there are concerns about holidays and what that may trigger for trauma. And also we add in seasonal effect disorder. So that's what's going on in the mental health area and people that we know and love in our own neighborhood, in our bubble, in our world. One of the things that we're seeing is that's exacerbated because we're working from home, our kids are going to school at home, and we still have our home. So one of the reasons we thought that Weldon would join us today is talk about how can we separate our home life from our work life from our school life for our kids. So I had, you know, the great idea of those of us who have offices in our bedroom, just take an extra sheet and show that, put that over the desk. But you know what? There are so many more sophisticated ways of doing that, of separating those things. And it's a way to take control over each job responsibility we have in our house our work responsibility, our kids and school responsibility, as well as making sure our home stays our home. So I was hoping that, well, then you might share a couple of things from your experience as a designer and architect, maybe starting with some things that are free and low cost that we might be able to separate those spaces. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll start just like that, you know, starting from the basics of what you currently have in your home, all the way to more of the expensive items, such as possibly adding on to your home or expanding in your home. You know, I've lived this since March. You know, I had to start running my architecture firm out of out of the home. Uh, my wife uh, works at BOK and, and started working out of the home full time and still does. Mm -hmm. And our daughter, we have one, one daughter and um, 14 years old, and she was doing virtual distance learning at home. So, wow. you know, initially we were dealing with the exact same thing that a lot of us are, are dealing with 
where you have two parents that at one time were in an office, not in home, were in an office working, you know, eight hours a day. Our daughter mm-hmm. was at school, full activities. And, and now we found ourselves trying to do all of this under the same roof. Right. So I can relate to it directly. At the time that uh, this all happened, I had an office here at home and now my wife has taken over that office and, and I'm using my personal experiences because this is in a way to explain things for right. others to do as well. Right. We're in you know, the same she boat. Took, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So my wife took over the, the existing office in our home, but the, the key part was to make sure it was her office and make sure her information, her papers, her pictures, her diplomas are up on the wall it's no longer my space. I wanted that to be fully her space. Then our daughter, she started using our kitchen nook table as, as sort of her homework area, but we also let her expand and move over to the couch area in the living room. Gives her a couple options to bounce back and forth from. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard for children and adults to sit at one desk yeah. in one position for eight hours a day. Well, and if you're a teenager, you got, you've got to have a couch in there somewhere. They can't Absolutely. work without a couch. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And you want to allow some of that flexibility and the comfort for them to move around, to be active. And, and I, again, I say the same thing about adults. I'm, I work very much that way where I move around a lot. You know, I get bored in one space, so I may have to move over to another space and work or read. And then I moved over to the game room. I used the ping pong table as my table. I used what we had and was a great space is laying out all my drawings. So we lived this life uh, for several months and, and now I'm back at, at the office, but it, it, we were able to work through it. But the, the main thing I would say when starting out is you want to declutter your house. I think that's one of the most important mm-hmm. things that someone can do is you've got to declutter, you've got to purge, you've got to recycle everything in your home to create that less clutter because that clutter gives you, and again, I'm, I'm speaking for or, you know, mental health, which I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know a whole lot about, but you know that is one of those things that helps me uh, right. stay focused when we don't have a lot of stuff crammed in closets or on counters that are collecting dust. So just really try to declutter your home the best way that you can that's possible. And, you know, take it, take it to a nonprofit or just put them up in your attic. Well, I'll tell Um, you, Weldon, I I agree fully because my attitude is stuff is responsibility and responsibility is stress. And I don't want the stuff, responsibility or the stress. So I like the idea of going through the, the giveaway, throw away, and in some cases store. So, so declutter. Absolutely. Uh, That is that's absolutely a, a big factor in, in just trying to help people. And, and, you know, in some cases, and this is, I'm going off tangent a little bit, a lot of cases where we have people that want to remodel their homes and want to add on to their homes pre-pandemic, a lot of times it was just a matter of, hey, why don't you just reorganize your house and declutter your home? Because the more space you build, the more space you're going to clutter and take up. So mm-hmm. there's a lot, a lot of that that you need to do that are real, just simple things that you can that you can focus on. Mm-hmm. The other is designating a space for the children. If you don't have the luxury to to have more space in your house, is designating those spaces for the children and you to work from. Whether that is again simple, inexpensive way is just 
making those spaces their own, allow your, your children to help decorate the walls for their little office space that makes it their own, makes it very unique. You know, let them choose some of these things with you. That way they, they have some buy-in and they're happy to be there. They're not forced into it. And it's things that they want. Right, uh, right. Buying pillows, buying blankets and little rugs and things like that are really important. Again, getting that kid's buy-in uh, and just making it fun, right? You want to make this fun and not uh, so difficult that it just becomes, again, work and school. Well, they'll want to uh, use again, it if it's fun, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah you want to use it if it's your own. So, and, and, and then you want to separate the spaces the best that you can. A lot of times we just don't have the luxury of having extra room. So I, I'm, I'm going to the declutter factor here is, is buy some simple shelving. There's some cubbies that you can buy from Ikea, which is a, a place that we bought some cubbies and great place to put your books, put all the schoolwork in, put your work work in. So when you're done for the day, they're putting that up into their cubbies and it goes away and then it declutters. And then we start the whole new day again, next day, mm -hmm. but it's all right there. They can pull it out, put it up. Uh, and start working again. So I think creating some sort of cubbies and storage is really important for families in order to keep that declutter and help with the de-stressing. Right. I also mentioned that you want to find little flex spaces where you can sit down, little cubbies where you can sit down and read. Because again, talking about sitting at one place all the time is difficult. So for children, if they can have a little place where they can go designate as a reading spot for their homework, or they're going to take their laptop and do some, some work there, finding those little spaces for them is really important. Same with adults. You know, we want to move around and, and work in different little areas. It makes it more exciting. And it's like that, that next step, I'm going to work here for two hours. So I, fi I find that being important. My sister-in-law has a design tip that I've taken to heart, and that is every room in your house should have a little place where you can sit down and read a book. So now that's sort of, it's, it's just really a chair and a table or the corner of the couch and a table and a light. And I think that's one of the things you're alluding to. So I can sit down and do schoolwork. I can move around and, and do some, my, my checkbook, but it's also because I want to get away from my normal workspace and have some, just something new and different and distracting. I think that's right. a good suggestion. Yeah. And then some other inexpensive items is, you know, paint the spaces a uh, new color, you know, designate that area as the school area, the work area, you know, just allow it to have, have fun with it, paint it some light colors, again, putting some pictures up on the wall, just making the spaces their own. And another really big key factor is lighting. Uh, mm -hmm. Our homes are designed with inadequate lighting. So it's important to, to provide adequate lighting for task-oriented programs such as schools and work. So replacing the bulbs that you have with the higher wattage, whether maybe it's an LED light, but going with different colors, whether it's a cool or warm light, people are different. They may like one or the other and it may clash with other rooms in the house. So, you know, that's really up to the person or the individual what they want to use, but increase the lighting is really important. Or if you want to spend a little extra money, you know, buy some lamps, buy some corner lamps with up lighting in those mm -hmm. dark corners of the house or the bedrooms or the rooms, or add in more lighting, hire an electrician to come in and put more can lighting in your house. Again, I can't, I can't uh, express that enough that it's really important to have adequate lighting in your house. Yeah. It's then, made all the difference in, in our house. Cause we went from an older home to a newer home 
and not, and and the newer home had much more lighting in general versus the older design home and that made a big difference but we did the leds and we did we like the warm light instead of the cool light we changed all the bulbs in the house and weldon i i support that suggestion it's it's really a good one yeah yeah and then the other thing too uh, a lot of people tend to cover up their windows with drapes is just really let that light in I, I believe in a lot of natural light. It's really important for people's well-being. So open up those windows, pull back those drapes that you have, maybe replace the drapes with some blinds. That way they're a lot easier to open and close, and it's not going to shut it off. Just let all that light in as much as possible because that's going to really help with everybody's health. The other thing then is simple things that you could do is based on where your windows are and where the kids are sitting down doing their schoolwork or you're downstairs is creating some landscape beauty outside the window. So not just in your home, but your views going outside need to be enhanced. So plant some flowers, put some pots out there with plants, find some yard art, or again, declutter your yard. Uh, a lot of times we just have all these toys and things are just sitting out there that you don't use throw them away, recycle them, enhance your outdoor areas because it's going to let that beauty in. And we find ourselves a lot of times just staring out the windows, you know, trying to, you know, think of ideas or inspiration. And you want to be able to stare at something that's beautiful and you're proud of. Mm-hmm. One other thing that we run into with families all being home and, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I have only one child, fortunate or unfortunate, but I have one child. Yeah. A lot of us have more than one, you know, they right. have two or three kids. They're loud. They have their zoom school distance learning meetings taking place all day. Our parents are taking work phone calls all day. So noise becomes a factor. So again, we talked a little bit about separating spaces, but you want to Find a space where you can shut the door to your office. That way it's not disruptive to you. It's not disruptive to the kids and vice versa. Shutting off spaces is really important when you can. And maybe it means that you have to replace a door. That way it's going to shut the sound off more. A lot of our doors have big gaps or maybe it's a barn door or it's an old door. So replacing some of those doors, sealing them off. That way you can have that privacy. You can have a conversation in private. Your kids can do schoolwork in private, and you're not disrupting each other with the noises. I'll give you an illustration of that. And a friend of mine has a a room that she uses primarily as her office, but other people in the family are allowed to use that if they have a private meeting. And they have a blanket that they just put on the floor under the door to make it more quiet. So they have sort of an appointment schedule, like in corporate America, sometimes you need to make an appointment for a conference room. So it's her office, but for a couple hours a day, her office becomes the office for other people in the family and they have to make appointments. But, but privacy is important. It's important to kids and it's important to adults. And then the noise level is do what you can. Maybe it's not a new door. Maybe it's a blanket. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do what exactly do what you can. Uh, A lot of times with, with sound, putting some soft materials, rugs or, or blankets Mm -hmm. on a wall, help with the reverberation of sound. If you have an older home, wood floors, you have all hard surfaces. So putting some soft, materials up on the wall, or like you said, a little blanket underneath, pillows, that's going to all help with the sound. 
Yeah. So that's really important. And the other thing too is, you know, finding a potential white noise machine or a fan, something like that, that, that just kills that, that very deadening sound of the house. And that creates that, you know, just that white noise. So it isn't quite as bad as when someone gets on the phone you're like, Oh, there's mom on the phone again, or dad on the phone, you know, yeah. it's going to soften, absorb some of that sound. A couple of things too, I'll, I'll bring up that in, in talking about sound disruptions is, is a lot of it. Nowadays we have home printers uh, where our, our kids and our, and the parents are using a printer mm-hmm. and finding a good place to put that printer and, and making sure it's a, it, it's, it's got a Bluetooth capability to where anybody can print from anywhere in the, in the house. And it's in a designated area to where everyone has access to it, but it isn't right next to the kid who's trying to do homework all day. And you got to go there and get your, your papers from work or vice versa, where the kids are trying to get homework um, assignments and they're going into mom or dad's office where they're trying to conduct a private business call. So a place where it's going to go to that you can go get stuff off the printer, but it, it, you turn it into a little office, you know, that is your kind of workstation to where that's the printer area. It creates sound. You know, a lot of times those things are buzzing and making noise because you're out of ink or this and that right. just designate a different area. So it's not disruptive to everybody else. I saw a photo of that that was really intriguing, and it was in a hallway. They had a cabinet, and the printer was on top of the cabinet. So it was the printer, the printer paper, and the ink. And then in the cabinet, they had all, like, the office supplies. So anybody in the family could go to get whatever supplies they need. It was the printer. It was the the central location. And it didn't take up anyone's private space. It was a little inconvenient in the hallway. But it was a great location because you're not going into anybody else's space whether it's school or work to go to the printer. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great idea. And, you know, whether it's a hallway or a closet that no one's using, again, it's just gotta be an area that, you know, you can get the Wi-Fi and and Bluetooth and all that magical stuff that happens in the air. So it isn't blocking those. Right. So, but then again, these are all the sort of the inexpensive solutions that we've been talking about. But, you know, Jane, I don't know if you want me to go ahead and step into the fact that if someone does want to expand, a lot of times expanding into an existing attic is really the simplest, more cost-effective place to do it. Yeah. Uh, A lot of our homes, no matter if it's a ranch home, style home, now you're going to have very little attic space in a ranch-style home. But any, any home should have some attic space available, explore it, whether it's an old home or a new home, see what you have as far as headroom goes. And if you already have a second floor, you're already a leg up because you have the stairs already in place. Mm -hmm. So when you try to expand to an attic space, find the stairs to get up to that attic is really the part that eats up a lot of your space on the first floor. So again, if you have a second floor already, utilize whatever attic space is there, you can expand make that into a little office area but you know watch for those areas where you have existing HVAC units and ductwork and plumbing and things that are going to cost more money to replace or move move. if you can find those little spaces those are really the most inexpensive areas to to expand into yeah I mean there will be some people that say hey with all the money I save from not traveling for example I can enhance my home and do some renovation and enhancement I I think it's really 
expensive when you decide to add on to a home and I don't want to go down that path, but enhancing what you have. So it may be adding a wall, maybe removing a wall. It may be trying to bifurcate space, separate little space for these little nooks. So it, you don't need the formal living room and a casual living room, or maybe you don't use the formal dining room and your dining room becomes a workspace for two kids or an office for somebody. I think your suggestions all say mix it up, but make it comfy and personal. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, the other thing too, and we haven't really touched on this and, but we are talking about health is, yes. is gyms. You know, nowadays a lot of people are working out from home. So, you know, one great solution to that is trying to find that extra bedroom that you can utilize as your home gym, but it's your home gym for your family. And it's also for your kids because they need a place to exercise, not just outdoor, but indoor. We utilize our, our you know, third car garage and convert that into a home gym and put some matting down and again, adequate lighting, piece together some gym equipment. So that has now become our home gym and I don't go to the gym anymore. So that, that's been really great. So in thinking in those terms, try to find something to where not only are you creating home office, homeschooling, but try to create that that exercise room, whether it's yoga mm-hmm. or it's got a TV that where you can plug in and watch videos to work out. But trying to find those spaces as well, I think are really important or a space that you can use as a workout space. Maybe it's a bedroom space and, and trying to find those dual purpose spaces. Yeah, I'm, um, I can give you a testimonial on that. It, last year, not because of the pandemic, but we converted a, a second bedroom into a den office, which where our printer and, and all our supplies are and a pullout couch and a gym. So, right. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's everything, but it seems to fit where we have different needs at different times in our life and we can put it all in one room. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and you definitely don't want to have the children's school room in their bedroom. Same as you don't want your office in your, in your bedroom. You have to have that separation of spaces. You don't want to wake up and, and move right to your, your homework. And you want to put that homework behind you when you're going to bed. So I think it's really important to separate those spaces the best that you can for the health of, of our children and for us as well. I- I want to take another minute on that. I mean, I'm a real bedroom purist. You know, there's two things you do in your bedroom and that's it. And so we don't have a TV in our bedroom. We don't have any computers. We don't have any office items, but some of us are not so lucky. I mean, some of us do have our office in our bedroom and because that's the best we can do. So can we do something to separate that so that we don't have that work stress flowing over into our bed? I mean, how can we do that? Is it with a screen or what would you recommend? Or, or maybe have a curtain that hangs up be- behind the work area to separate that from the bedroom. Could that, are those possible, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you could do, again, you could use some sort of cubbies that are stacked on top of each other. Again, those are going to take maybe more 12 inches or so. So it's going to take a little bit more out of your space. Right. You know, we've used repurposed old wood dividers, and I'm not even sure what they were from that were kind of these wood screen slats. Right. You could easily build them yourself. A lot of times, if you do, oh, I don't want to call it dumpster diving, but yeah. you know, you go to these vintage stores and stuff, you can find some creative dividers that you can hang from your ceiling and creating that division between the spaces. 
And right. fortunately, I, I think one example I have at the office is that there were some wood slats that I, have, I was given from a retired architect. I was like, what am I going to use these for? But they ended up being great division between one space to the other. And those are just simple creative ideas that you can, you know, you can either go on to a website and see some DIY right, uh, right. ideas. But Heck, you can help. go to Pinterest, and next thing you know, you're putting hooks in your ceiling and hanging some kind of fabric up there just to have a separation because, you know, we're used to, many of us are used to going to work, which is someplace else, and home, which is, you know, again, separate so we can make our home our home. I, I don't know about you, but me, I don't want that work stress in my bedroom and I don't want that work stress in in rooms that are my home rooms so I, I, I think that it, it may be Pinterest and DIY, but sometimes it may be working with an interior designer or an architect oh absolutely yeah 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 absolutely yeah and I'm the same way I, I, I deliberately don't you know, maybe when I come home from work, I'll put some stuff down the, on the kitchen counter, but I try not to put that work there because that's the kitchen that I, I'm cooking, I'm eating in, then I'm, it's connected to our living room, it's open. I don't want to sit there and I'm trying to, you know, relax for the day on the couch watching the show and my work's literally right behind me. I like right. to put it someplace else where I'm going to do the work. And so it's just, I can just relax for, you know, an hour or two and not have to worry about work. Right. So I, I think that that is a very valid point. Well, let me do a quick wrap up and then maybe you have some final pearls, but there's some things that really stood out to me and that the first thing you mentioned is declutter, get things organized in your home, create a flex space that can be used for both kids and adults, whether it's for doing homework and studying or getting away from workspace and having another seat or cozy area. Focus on lighting and make sure you have task lighting and good lighting in your homes. And that may even be as simple as changing the bulbs throughout your home. The outdoor view is imperative to me, but enhance your outdoor view. Use your outdoors. Make sure your chair and your work area gives you space to nature so that you can have that diversion from the work or school and then the third thing, or the last thing I should say that really jumped out at me is sound. And using white noise or using fabrics or rugs just so that in, in our home with our families, we're all doing different things to, to be conscious and courteous about the noise in, in our home. Are there any other pearls that you thought that maybe I overlooked or that you want to jump in and add as well? I'll, I'll add a few other things. Great. Um, I, maybe I didn't get a chance to, to get to, you know, if you are going to add on to your home, you feel like that's just the last resort. Right. I would say that you make sure you look at the, the big picture, the long term. Sometimes just adding a room on to office out of is not going to be uh, the best use of the space. You know, look at big term or long term, admit, sometimes adding a master suite. Yeah. And converting your current master suite into a guest uh, guest room or an office, just look at those bigger picture items and you know long term for resale and an investment might be a better idea. But again, you can look at those things. You can work with an architect or a builder and try to determine what those costs are 
for for each person. Mm-hmm. And a couple little nuggets, you know, adding on to a house is disruptive, no matter what you do. Right. If you build above or if you add on, again, always will be disruptive. And considering the fact that you are working and schooling from home, mm-hmm. you may not want to do that. I've seen where we've designed and some other people have built these little she sheds or man caves and right. all they are is just a little detached structure in your backyard. It can be very inexpensive. Just put some insulation in there, adequate lighting, maybe a little mini split out there. And that becomes your own little office detached from the house where you can truly get away from the house and all the disruptions. As long as you're, you don't have to be with your kids and they're, they're old enough to, you know, to do the schoolwork on their own. But right. that again can be something really fun that maybe once all this is over, right? Because right, this at some point is going to end. You know, it can be something that's fun in the future and it becomes maybe a playhouse or a pool cabana house or something. Something that could be fun or it becomes storage for all that stuff that you've stored away that you're trying to declutter. And then converting some bedrooms, instead of having a bed, creating a a Murphy bed that's going to be up on the wall if it's a guest bedroom, that's a real easy one. Murphy beds, making that your office space. And then when you do have a guest over, you can pop down that Murphy bed. And that's a really good use of spaces. Uh, We've been doing that a lot for some clients of ours. And then the other last thing I'll mention is in a lot of spaces where maybe you have a first floor and, and, and budget necessarily wasn't as big of a concern is to open up the ceiling above you, create a loft space above and, and pull in like a cool ship's ladder or you know, a really steep alternating ladder that goes up to this loft space. And, you know, that could be created as a kid's, you know, little school room up on the loft area. Yeah. You know, as long as they're, you know, old enough to climb up those ship's ladders. And then maybe you're downstairs or creating some sort of fun spaces like that, I think is is really what could, could be exciting about when you're trying to plan for, for all of these issues. And so I guess that would be my, my couple little extra nugs there, Jane. Well, and, and I think, you know, what you have that I'll never have is this whole I, getting ideas and seeing it in other homes and being innovative and seeing designs. And I love that because you go and see the, the skeleton or the bones of the house and you can actually envision what can be done differently. And the catch is, how can you do it within somebody's budget? I, I really like the idea of trying to enhance what you already have, which is using that attic space, which may be unused anyway. So, and I love having a nook or, or I should say a loft. That would probably be my space, just so you know. <laughs> you all can stay downstairs. That introverted part of myself, which no one knows I have, I'm going up there, right? Uh, that's, yeah. that's same with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we've covered a lot of ground and I want to go back full circle and say, hey, if you're a person in need because you're having some challenges with depression or anxiety or because of the the fact that we're getting in the winter months or holidays are a challenge, by all means, there are many people that can help you, whether it's your employee assistance program, your group health care or call the mental health association. Also, when it comes to our own home where we're working and we're going to school and this was not at all in our plans, it's normal now. We have normalized this. Make that space really your space, whether it's a space for the kids to do their homework and their schoolwork, or it's a space for you or your partner. 
to work. And Weldon had some great suggestions on how to separate those, how to personalize them. It may be as simple as getting a, a rug and some pillows and a can of paint and buying some light bulbs. And it means being a little bit more creative. So thank you so much, Weldon Bowman, for joining us today. It's exciting. I am now going to go back to my home and, you know, declutter, get organized, look at lighting, and uh, try to put some of your ideas to work. So that's a wrap for today. And I appreciate everyone being here with us. Thank you. Thanks, Jen.